Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. I wonder if you remember the first time you ever heard your spouse laugh. Now, for me, it was the camp out. Dina would roll her eyes if she were here. I tell this story all the time. When I met her, it was a singles camp out. We were down in East Texas. She was driving a 66 Chevy pickup. She was in bib overalls, barefoot with a golden retriever in the back. I hope you that snatched woman, her up instantly. I was, I was intrigued, and I made, it, I made pursuit a priority that weekend. And we laughed. And that weekend uh, was the start. It wasn't the start of a dating relationship, but uh, it's been over 36 years now. So, hey, we're still Worked together. Worked out. Yeah. Wow. And, and it, I think laughter together was a, a great thing for us in the beginning parts of our relationship. And as I said last time, it's my goal to make Dina laugh every day if I can. It's a great and simple gift for a relationship. Well, I'm John Fuller, and we're talking about ways to bring more laughter to your marriage today. I'm here with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They are in charge of our marriage team, and um, humor had to be a part, knowing you two. I mean, you laugh a lot. Humor had to be a part of your kind of how we met story. So tell me something about that. Yeah, we met in a very intriguing way um, back in college, and we were in Old Testament theology class, and Greg had fallen asleep. And <laughs> So you're in class together, and you yes. notice the Praying. sky over there. There's a yeah, difference. Yeah, he fell asleep. I was new on campus, so um, his friends prodded me. And I was the the one to um, awaken him from his dead sleep oh. and tell him the the professor called on him to pray. So he did that, and it. Well, she was making it up, by the way. She I lied wasn't. To your me. friends were. It was you that lied to me. I, I stand up the, and I start to pray out loud in front of this entire class. Had no idea that Aaron was joking oh. until people started laughing. And I, I was began just to the innocent victim, John, yeah. standing by your friends. That I was up, so impressed. That. that was kind of awkward, I'm it, sure. It was and humiliating. And yet, I'm telling you, just just staring at her thinking, wow, the fact that she could play that sort of cruel joke on another human being, <laughs> it really so impressed me that I, I thought... I want to be married to someone exactly, like that. I want to have cruel jokes for the rest of my life. <laughs> and he's gotten that. It was that. the bib overalls for you. It was the humiliation that Aaron caused me for me. Well, uh, laughter is important, and I hope you've enjoyed our laughter here today. We're going to hear now from Pastor Ted Cunningham, who spoke with Jim Daly and me. And last time, he told a great story about... Uh, a funny moment he a funny moment he and his wife had with a waiter while they were on a date and here he uh, shares some of the techniques he uses to have humor in life in the book you describe the callback what is it okay so the callback is why you love your favorite comedians because and you you've heard the callback a lot you just didn't know the, the name of it because the callback is when there's a punchline earlier in a set and he brings it back up or she brings it back up off of a different story or a different premise. It usually gets a bigger laugh because you didn't see it coming. But it just because what comedy is, it's the jostling of the brain, right? right? It's the shocking of the brain. Like, I didn't see that that one coming. So for Amy and I, that New York restaurant, I'm not leaving that restaurant without a callback. And now my callback is whenever we're at my favorite restaurant, which is <laughs> Le Cracker Barrel. You take a lettuce leaf. I take broccoli off her plate and start rubbing it on my cheek. And we have a laugh from something that happened six years ago. Yeah. And that's why in the book, we, get, we, we want couples to figure out what their callbacks are, write them down at the end, 
put them in that journal so that you can keep going back to them. You might call them an inside joke, but they're, they're the callbacks. And we have so many callbacks in our marriage, taking everything that's irritating, frustrating, annoying, that, that would just usually grate on us. And we've just, the key with all of this is we've made the decision, we're going to enjoy life together. Enjoy life. Yeah. That's what I like about you that. You have to make the decision. And, and I just want to put this out there first, because if a couple comes into my office in conflict, if they're, if they're in need of hope restored, and I need to send them to a marriage intensive, I, I'm not teaching them how to be funny with each other in right. that moment. I'm exactly. not teaching them to tell jokes and all that. But after they go through the marriage intensive, which is what we hear from couples coming out of the marriage intensive years later, we're experiencing levels of marital satisfaction we never dreamed possible. Right. Then it's at that point you begin to teach them how not to get back into the drift yes. that, that took you into that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I would begin teaching that couple quality couple time, enjoying life together and bringing right. more humor into your marriage. That it plays a role. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the point is the callback helps diffuse a lot of situations. Yes. Yeah. Here's the secret, though, with the callback. You have to give it time. <laughs> Okay, I've made the mistake of bringing humor at the wrong time. Okay, so timing is everything in comedy. We know this. And so my wife was one day uh, making a, a Brussels sprout salad. Like That's a, a non-starter salad. right there. I, I like, need a lot of mint Because, you know, every, <laughs> every party needs a Brussels sprout salad. But she spent an hour in the kitchen chopping and cutting and dicing, making this salad beautiful, put it in this bowl. And I had bought her... The coolest as-seen-on-TV invention I've ever seen. It's a suction lid. It's just a flat silicone lid that you put on the top of it. And when you pick it up, it suctions to the bowl and and the lid's sealed. It's it's amazing. And so and I watched her picking this up after she made the salad and I could see her processing in her mind. This thing is truly amazing. Well, the mistake she made is she picked it up and walked over to the refrigerator with it. And as she's walking to the refrigerator, she's not supporting the bottom of the bowl. She looks at me and actually says the words, this thing is amazing. (laughs) And as as soon as she said amazing, the bowl separated from the lid, (laughs) smashed on the ground. Brussels sprout cabbage (laughs) is everywhere in our kitchen. And I lose it. A little tear forms in the right uh, corner of her eye. She walks over all of the mess into the bedroom, which I interpreted to mean you're cleaning this up because uh, you bought the lid. <laughs> My son Carson walks into the room and and he goes, what happened here? I go, come over here. And we just have a good laugh. About 30 minutes later, I'm going to try to use the, this thing is amazing oh. callback. Listen, that's not enough time. <laughs> no, okay, 30 happy. minutes is not enough you. time. So bringing humor in, that's another aspect of this. You got to know timing. Hey, Ted, I want to hit the benefits of laughter. Because mm. again, for the scientists in the audience, yeah. tell me why. What's the benefit oh, of laughter? Well, hit it. It's yeah. quite expansive. And, and you mentioned the engineers. I, they're going to love chapter two, which is 38 benefits of laughter. Right. Yeah. And to what see the purpose. Well, the, the mental, the physical, the emotional, the relational. And then I end that list with the spiritual, the spiritual benefits. Uh, the most, most research went into that chapter uh, of the book. But we, we just talk about how it manages stress and you can work through difficult situations and conversations like we just have already really talked about. Uh-huh. But it bonds us, it eases tension, diffuses anger, lightens the mood. I, I mean, and I go all the way through it, even makes you more attractive. You know, I tell the guys, I tell the young guys in our church who feel like, man, I'm never going to find a woman. Well, you don't need, you know, the the face of Brad Pitt, the body of the rock, or the attitude of Tony Stark. You, well, you need a paycheck and a few jokes. That's what I tell the guys in our church all the time. You just need a paycheck and a few jokes. But 
women find men with a sense of humor attractive. And you're like, well, I don't have a sense of humor. Well, that's why we talk about these benefits, because it's something you can work on. I mean, that should be convincing right there. What's the difference between choosing and pursuing laughter rather than just waiting for it to happen? How can we choose laughter? Well, I've always been gripped with Scott Stanley's definition of choice, of choosing, when he says decisions have power. And I love that because we talk about decisions all the time. You need to make decisions. So this is one of those decisions, a choice that you make, and it has power when we've decided. And now that's the decision. But then the pursuing is we're looking for it all day long. We're finding the opportunities. I can tell you, me laughing six times a day, if that's the average adult laughter, that is not for me. That is not for my home. That is that's not underachieving for you. Oh, that's way underachieving. <laughs> I want if, if I don't if I get to lunch and I've only laughed six times, I don't think I'm. Now that seems I'm like a high bar it. all of a sudden. You've laughed thirty or forty times already today, Jim. <laughs> well, I'm just saying for the person that, that doesn't come naturally, that could sound really overwhelming. Now, it, wow, six times before lunch, <laughs> and that's low. Now you've intimidated me. Yeah, and I know there are jobs that that are serious, and you're not cracking jokes. And I I just want people to get the emphasis of this book is not joke writing. The emphasis of this book is finding joy. It's your heart. Humor. Yeah. And looking for lighthearted moments throughout the day. We find it in our kids. We find it in our marriage. We can find it in our jobs. We can find it at the DMV. We can find it while driving. It's (laughs) everywhere you turn. It's just, it's just the decision that you make is I can be frustrated on this customer service call right now. Or I can have fun with it. That's the pursuit part. So I make the decision. I'm going to find joy in life. I'm going to enjoy life with my wife, Ecclesiastes 9.9. A cheerful heart is good medicine. These are all decisions that we've made. Now we pursue it. What a fun conversation we had with Ted Cunningham and Aaron uh, listening along. Somebody might think, this is too good to be true. That's for him and his wife, Amy. But... Um, we're not going to be able to have a whole lot of laughter because it's really hard. We're really, really struggling. Now, you counsel a lot of couples, Mm -hmm. so this is probably something that you've dealt with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting. Even in the most intense of intense counseling sessions, there will be laughter um, between me and them, between the two of them. And it's just looking at that laughter infuses the relationship with this lightheartedness. And sometimes it's nervous laughter. (laughs) Sometimes it's really uncomfortable laughter. Yeah, it's cutting a little too close to home, maybe. Yeah, and it's not that you avoid hard issues by coping with laughter. It's that sometimes just a good laugh together really draws you closer together. And so it's looking for those opportunities. Greg and I, like I said, tend to do this more naturally, but you can also... um, be intentional about pursuing laughter, watching a funny show together, watching a funny uh, clip together, whatever, and laughing, just laughing together. It tends to diffuse some of the tension that can naturally occur in a relationship, right? It really does. And and there's a way in which the the, the laughing together, even for a moment, because we're watching a funny clip, it, it what it does is it, it it creates an environment, it creates an atmosphere that just it's lighthearted and that feels safer. And I'm telling you, when people feel safe and at ease, they just tend to open. And and, and so in that sense, you're you're creating the right environment to continue to connect, let's say that evening or in that moment. I, I love it that 
you know, Erin will text me funny things that have happened to her throughout the day. Or, you know, I, I'll see something funny on social media and just copy the link, send it to Erin, send it to my kids. And we just all have this quick laugh. And, and yet it's, it's connecting. So it, it don't underestimate the, the, the really the, the value of just creating these, these small little connections. And, and laughter, again, is going to create just a, an ease, a lightheartedness that just facilitates more connection. Yeah. Well, we want to help you laugh a little bit more in your relationship. And I'll encourage you to get a copy of Ted Cunningham's book, A Love That Laughs. Uh, we've heard Ted the past couple of episodes, and uh, that book is really great. Read it together as a couple. Uh, it's available for you when you make a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Uh, contribute today. A monthly pledge will be terrific if you're not in a spot to do that. A one-time gift of any amount uh, will make a difference in all the all the podcasts, the articles, the videos, everything we do to help you as a couple. Join the team, and we'll send that book to you, A Love That Laughs. And if you haven't taken our free marriage assessment, it's available on our website. Over a million people have filled that out, and I know you'll benefit from it as well. Uh, You'll find the link for that assessment, an opportunity to donate, and details about Ted's book, all in the show notes, which we've recently revised. Marriage counselor Leslie Vernick joins us next time uh, to talk about working through forgiveness. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team here, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.